my fellow gold diggers. It's the guy you killed in episode 2 in the most horrendous way because this manga is too real, Annie. And I guess I'm the same person because I'd rather be a convict with a tattoo on. I guess they're legs, so I'd be a gay person. Minty. And this is Fun and Tired, where we serve every podcast with an FU. So, convicts? Gold? Sounds like pirates. But we're going to be talking about Golden Kamui today. And we're kind of going to do a little review of it, mostly about season 1 and 2, since season 3 just came out this past month. Actually, whenever this video came out. BT Dubs, this is um, riddled with spoilers from the series because we're going to be basically talking about every arc. So if you want to watch season 3, I guess you can keep listening so that we could tell you what you basically need to know in season 1 and 2. Yeah, and if you don't want to read the manga, we can talk about the manga-only arcs as well. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know Golden Kamui, um, the anime got done dirty. One, they do really shitty 3D bears, I don't know why. And two, they took out a lot of um, manga scenes that made the characters more real, IMO. And just some really good, gruesome, but hilarious arcs. What is the plot of Golden Kamui? So Golden Kamui follows a veteran of the Russo-Japanese War. His name is Saichi Sugimoto. I mean, he's just kind of down in his luck. He couldn't get his war spoils. But then he learns of a story of a Ainu gold hidden somewhere in the land. And the only way to find that gold is to skin all the prisoners who escape Abashiri prison and take their tattoos and put them together to find out where that gold is. So he teams up with an Ainu girl named Sherpa and basically a whole bunch of people are looking for this gold for reasons such as overthrowing the government, creating their own government, or just being rich beyond their wildest dreams for this gold. And they team up and get betrayed by different teams. If someone asks, what is Golden Comedy? Do you think I would like it? I would say Golden Comedy is like a way better version of Food Wars. Because there's some serious moments. Well, hear me out. Okay. So there's some serious moments and some weird fan service moments between the men, not the women. But it's just really well researched. Like, there's a lot of like, the Ainu people is this real indigenous race of Japan. So they teach a lot of ways of how you um, cook and hunt um, the Ainu way. It's so well researched in every single way. And again, it's really stupid sometimes. But the way they excel where Food Wars doesn't, they actually know how to do serious moments. Uh, yeah, I don't think Food Wars really does anything serious. Even the whole central arc is just eh. And then you show in a spice of Jojo, because they have the most, like, ridiculous fights sometimes. And the most muscular men. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you ever want to see Jojo and Food Wars combine, I would say that's Golden Kamui, and that doesn't even do it justice. Yeah, because the plot is so much more. It's definitely this action, adventure, little bit of mystery, little bit of drama. Because part of the thing is that Ashurpa's dad is supposedly the one who tattooed the convicts and who stole the gold from his own people and may have hidden it. But that's part of the mystery, if that's true or not. And it's really interesting, because this is an aspect Minty loves in Black Lagoon, is that um the cast of characters, they're all really unique, but they all keep switching sides. So it's just so you can see different dynamics. You can see how, like, oh, how they work together, how they fight against each other. I do like to see, like, sometimes when the protagonists have to fight each other for whatever reason. Kind of like how why you like tournament arcs. 
Yeah. Tenmax looks like great. And a lot of times you don't really get to see them fight each other unless it's... The one I can think of top of my head is Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale A and Fairy Tale B fought each other. Although Naruto, they totally like split them up. Yeah. Not that Sasuke fought Naruto or anything like that. But they could have. They could have. That's what we wanted to see. Oh, Dragon Ball. Dragon, Dragon Ball, that's has. a good one. Yeah. I think a good summary of how Golden Comedy is by this little antidote I read about the author. His um, editor called him and said, Hey, your manga just won an award. And his first reaction was to get a heart on. <laughs> it's a lot of male sexuality. Look, I'm not going to out anyone. You shouldn't force the sexuality of anyone or assume. The creator's a little gay. He might be. He are just very fascinated with the male body. No, 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 no. The creator of Jojo, Araki, fascinated with the male body. This man loves the male body. <laughs> If you remember from our introductory, we named three animes that we have like endless praise for. One Piece, Fullmetal Alchemist, and Golden Kamui. I would love to know why Golden Kamui is so underrated though. Yeah, that's crazy because I remember it being like high for a bit, but then it dropped off. Which again, the anime did the manga dirty. It's weird because I never remembered it high. I just saw it and was like, yeah, okay, why not? I remember it very briefly. Oh, you know what? I remember I only seen one clip of um when they met Chipakase. I've whatever he pronounced his name, and he's like, oh, his name is Chipakase, and like it means hard on. <laughs> and then like everyone's like, what a great name. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this man? To be fair though, it's not the most prettiest drawing anime so maybe that's what may have turned some people off because when you look for animes to look for you kind of just look for um the look yeah the more you watch animes the more you're gonna like a certain style more people are gonna follow that typical anime styles other people kind of like you and i have started to find animes that specifically don't follow that style yeah i guess so and maybe it's the fact that literally this is in the shonen series but there's no women with their boobs out that helps a lot when you're sick of seeing that stuff yeah, but like I see why it's not popular. AKA, how many times do I have to see Noelle's boobs out in the Black Clover um opening, you know, cover spreads when she's fourteen? Yeah, I'm sure the summary for it that Crunchyroll will have very small, not very shonen typical. Yeah. So I mean, I hope it gets a lot more love because it's it's a fantastic series. Why don't we start with the arcs? Because I would start with the characters, but I feel like you can't really understand the characters without going through the arcs. It has a very strong first episode. So, I mean, when Sugimoto meets a Sherpa, I, I just love how um, how he finds out the story, which is through some drunken man's story. Actually, that part's a little weak. But just the whole idea of tattoos and like, oh my god, we might have to skin these people, which there's no skinning. They just, a lot of times, they just make copies. Ow, well, I wouldn't say never. <laughs> okay, maybe not. They don't focus on the skinning. How's that? And the fact that um, the option to copy the tattoos is very an option from the beginning helps to make it seem seem less gory but there are definitely some gory scenes that's not like overdone or cliche but just makes it feel very raw and real real fast before we start actually i do want to talk about how dirty they did sugimoto because he's a veteran from this war and he lost all his money he could have gotten despite being a war heel because he lashed out against his commanding officer and but he really needs that money but not for greed is to save the eyesight of his best friend's wife and the anime kind of glossed over the fact that sugimoto was actually in love with the wife first yeah. Oh man, that's a good scene they took out. Maybe get back to that later. Yeah, so it's just very unfortunate because Sugimoto kind of seems shallow in the anime. He's just some guy who's needlessly trying to get money for his best friend's girl. 
who's his ex-girlfriend. Did the anime go over that? No, I think they just kind of implied it, but I don't think they actually explicitly said it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they kind of took out the fact that Sugimoto's um parents died of disease. Oh yeah, that's why he was like, I have to go away because I gotta make sure I don't have the role now. Let's just call it that. <laughs> And I'm going to properly social distance. But while I'm gone, why don't you end up with my best friend? Yeah. Anyways, so then the next arc after that, well, I guess you can call it an arc, is that he meets Shiraishi, the escape king. And Shiraishi is a really dumb character, but also very fun. He's a comic relief. A shippa's running joke with him is that she calls him the scat king a lot. <laughs> Even though she's very interested in poop. Yeah, you gotta learn that when you gotta go hunt, you know? And then she really likes uh, Miso. Yeah, and then um, there's another running joke where she calls it, Oh, oh my goodness, you eat a soma? It's like, what's a soma? It's like, it's poop! Yeah, I don't exactly even know what miso is, but I guess it's poop. But yeah, so they meet Shiraishi. He's kind of like the first member that joins the merry band of trying to collect um convict skin. Yeah, and then this goes back to the whole point, like, who says he on? Because he's traveling with them, but then, um... And he's also working with Hijikata, who is the... He was the vice commander of the Shinsengumi, um, which I believe is like a old task force that Japan used to have, like a police force. And because, um, Hijikata is not a tattooed convict, but he knows... Wait, is he? He is. Okay, so he is. So, then clearly he knows who the other tattooed convicts are, and he, like, he's basically telling Shiraishi, you better work for me, otherwise I'm gonna kill you, kind of vibe. Shiraishi is so afraid of this man, because because the reason they all got out of prison is because they were doing a prisoner transfer. And Hijikata, this old man, was like, Alright, this is the perfect time. And killed all the prison guards. Oh yeah, Hijikata is like one of the coolest characters. And I don't think they really present that enough in the anime. That the anime cool. took out the arc that like he was really badass and that's why. Yeah, and then even his, um, like, the greatest swordsman, his name is Shinpaichi, they, like, gloss over him in the anime, but he does a lot in the manga. He is actually very cool, too, with his sword. Dresses up like a woman. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll get into that one later. <laughs> um, so then, obviously, this manga kind of gets into this whole thing where it's like, okay, we gotta find the convicts. And the first convict that they run into is named Nihei, and he is... Well, technically, Shiraishi was the first convict. That's true. I guess after Shiraishi... Okay, sorry, I'm a little glossing over but the fact that they also meet the Matagi, his name is Tanigaki, and they also meet- oh my god, there's so much to introduce. I know, it's like, because this is, I believe this is where Surumi comes in. Surumi comes in, and then you meet his sniper, Ogata, who is definitely like the most shady character in all of manga history. Abandon Dick Arnold to everyone, and we don't even know what his true goal is. I thought he was going to say a Bendela Creme, and I was like, that's a weird drag race reference you're making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, the introduction like really goes over into all these characters that are very important. It's so cool because it introduces a three-way war, almost. You have Sugimoto, you have Hijikata, and then you have Surumi. And you think to yourself, oh, well, Surumi seems kind of evil and part of the military. I think Sugimoto's just gonna go end up with Hijikata. And then this is way later in the manga, this is season three, you find out, no, Sugimoto's gonna go with um Surumi's team now. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, because 
Sugimura just wants to go to help the Ainu people and take a little bit for the his love of his, his life. Hijikata... I, We're not sure what his motives are, but we think he wants to start another war in Japan or something. Yeah, I think... And part of, they make it seem like he wants to give the land back to the Ainu people. Yeah, he seems really cool. Tsurumi is a um, war racketeer. He wants to create more war to, um, I guess, make jobs for his men. It's kind of unclear. Yeah, and then he wants to overthrow the government too. Tsurumi, he's definitely the brains of the three groups. I mean, as smart as Hijikata is, and Sugimoto's not smart at all, Tsurumi, he's manipulating everyone, even his own teammates, and it's just cruel in one sense, but also, whoa. Tsurumi's a very interesting antagonist. I wouldn't call him a bad guy, that's why. He just, he's just an interesting character to bounce things off of. Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing that's really great about Golden Kamui is that the, none of them are truly evil. They all have the motives that's helping not just themselves, but like a group of people. Golden Kamui is interesting because a lot of it is, you tried to kill me, so I'm going to try kill you. If they have to work together, there's no hard feelings because it's just like, here the moment, like, I had to do what my instincts told me. Oh my god, that animal instinct that's just like yeah like you said they don't have it hard at all yep. it's just jump forward if if you betray me I'm just gonna kill you as simple as that I think that's why they switch sides so many times cause like hey I'm you're trying to kill me at the moment I'm gonna be against you wait now this guy's trying to kill me so I'm gonna be with you yeah okay so then yeah I guess to the sec okay oh it's not even the second comic because they got like a bunch of mini convicts. Yeah. But it's the major, second major convict, we would say. Yeah, so his name is Nihei and he's known to be a hunter. Oh, and he's in prison because um these guys killed his bear. So he was like, well, I'm going to kill you guys then. And I'm going to do it in front of the police. I think it's very interesting because everyone has their motive. Like he's such a proudful hunter that if someone tried to steal his prey, he's going to hunt those humans for spoils. Because everyone's just prey and, you know, likes for him. The anime gloss over that. He's a family man. Yeah. He has, like, a wife and many children. And he gets many hard on. Where would the children have come from? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Nihei was doing interesting because he also helped this character named Tanagaki, like, um, go from working in the military with Tsurumi, going back to his Montague roots. Yeah, and then just trying to, like, dude, you gotta be happy. Like, my way of life is killing. But if that's not your way of life, then you gotta figure it out, man. Like, hey, man, we're gonna hunt down this wolf to extinction, and you bring that wolf back to your family. His message, his intentions, somewhat good. His methods, really messed up. Really fucked up, yo. But not as fucked up as the next convict on the list. Kazuo Henmi. Henmi? Henmi. He's, he was the serial killer who also got a hard on killing people and being on the brink of death because he saw his brother get mauled by a boar and was like, I want that. But like, we can't fake it. So I need someone to legitimately want to kill me and get hard from that. Yeah, um... Everyone doesn't like going call me because all the bonus. <laughs> Which I, I find hard to believe. The Henry arc was pretty top-notch. I'd say he's probably like almost second favorite um side character. I like that arc because they taught you how to hunt um whales. That was the Ainu cool. people. Yeah. Again, I love all the traps you learn via the Ainu people. Just the old-fashioned learning and how it's... They're all true in history, but he does like changes things to fit his narrative. But very small. I don't think there's any in this arc, to be honest. The next arc was really interesting. It's Murder Hotel with the Doctor... I think his name is 
Kano Inagai. Inaga. Inaga. I, I'm so sorry I butchered that name. But that was interesting because, well, like I said before, you have kind of three teams. You kind of see in the beginning, um, Sugimoto butt heads with Surumi because they're both going after the convict skins. But in the murder hotel, you kind of see Sugimoto interact with Hijikata's team. Get to meet Penis Sensei. Ushiyama. Well, this isn't your first time meeting him. But, but it's the first time Sugimoto meets him. Yeah, and then they just love him. Because Ushiyama is pretty a straightforward guy. He's like, give me the task, and if I'm not horny, I'll do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Right before the murder hotel, they must have met um, Kiriyanke. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Kiriyanke is a Sherpa's father's friend. So he's, I think he's half Ainu, like the dad is. Yeah, half Russian, half Ainu. Yeah, so, and they just meet up just coincidentally. And he just decides to travel with them because I think he wants the gold. Yeah, he wants the gold like everyone else. Hey, you dumb nut. You took out, okay, we're going to peel the curtain back. I'm looking at a list of arcs. You didn't have the nipples, man. Alright. I, okay, two things. One, I followed the Wikipedia. Two, that's in the second one. Immortal Beast arc. Oh. After the Metal Hotel, makes you also wonder if you can ship Ushiyama and Ienaga. What would stop us? The gay thing? The age gap? I don't know. There's a lot I'm of things. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Makes you think, can I ship them? I don't know if I can. Can I leave? Technically, you can. They have legal age. They're clearly legal age. I'm gonna leave. Anyways, so you go to the, um, this arc is called Battle in Batoro. This is a manga only. And this arc is fantastic. They gloss over in the anime. It shows you the very end when Ogata has a skin on his head and he meets Hiji Taka and how they're gonna team up now. And it's like, when you're watching the anime, you're like, how the hell did this happen? You read the manga, it's like, oh my god. And it's very important because, hello, the whole point of the series is to get skins. How do you just gloss over one scene when they get skins? It's very tragic. Yeah, that was a very good... It's, it's no reason to censor it, too. There is one reason why to censor it. Because, alright, if you don't plan to read the manga, here it goes. There's a scene where a man pretends to be a pregnant woman, goes on a horse, and rides into the middle, and they shoot the belly. And you don't know this is a man pretending to be a pregnant woman. So you just think a pregnant woman got shot in the belly, and you're like, ah. But then you realize it's just an old dude. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. It was very, tra- not traumatizing, but it was, like, triggering in a sense. Yeah. That, that's the only reason why I could think they would sense it. Um, because otherwise, it's it's a little hard to keep track of. It's very unfortunate because, um, the character Ogata, we mentioned before, was Surumi's sniper. And, um, he keeps switching sides. He's the Benedict Honored. And you kind of get confused in the anime why Ogata joins the old man's team. Yeah, because there is that scene where Ogata, oh my god, we didn't talk about, um, Mikaido. Who? Mikado's the twin brother who goes crazy. Oh, who cares about Mikado? He is hilarious and crazy and funny. He's funny, but like I don't think like in the grand scheme of Golden Comedy, like, he's not going to be in the Golden Comedy much. That's true. And then we go, as we mentioned before, then we go into the Immortal Beast. Nipple man, he has that nipple. So. Half of this arc is in the anime. This is when you meet Incarnate. This is when you see Kiyoranke do the racing. But, okay, if you're watching the anime and you see the scene where um, Kiyoranke totally betrays the mafia and, like, pisses them off and they just, like, oh, we're just gonna run away and be fine. Like, this series is a better writer than the anime gives it credit because the manga will go over the second half, which is, like, the consequences of pissing off the mafia or the yakuza, you know? And as Annie is cheering on for is the nipple man. 
Ah, uh, there's um these gay people in the Immortal Beast arc, and it they are so funny, and I cannot believe the anime censored it. Yeah, I love the part where the nipple man like goes on a jeep and like I'm here for you, princess. And this princess is just this other dude. No, the ni- princess is the nipple man. Oh. So what happened? Okay, in this arc, we didn't explain it well other than just nipples in it. Basically, um, the Yakuza tells the group, hey, you know, I need you to get this gun back for me. And then they go to another mafia guy in his house, but they're being attacked by like a giant bear and all their guns are outside the house and they get trapped inside the house. So at one point in the game, the two gay levels, lovers, will say one's like the Dawn and one is the um, nipple, man. nipple Man. They like, they try to con like the um, Sugimoto's group into getting the guns outside, but Nipple Man's like, dun dun dun, he wigs it so the criminal Dawn is the one who has to go outside because he saw that Dawn talk to that prostitute. Like, no, Nipple Man, I saw there wasn't anything. And it is so funny how they reveal that they're gay lovers. <laughs> and then um, when they're trying to drive away, um, Nipple Man, like, falls. So then um, the Dawn guy, he attacks the bear and then he uses his belt to, like, strangle the bear, I think. And then that's how his pants comes off. And you see that he's a convict, but because his back is fully tatted from being a ma- Yakuza, they had to put the map on his legs. And then they couldn't let him get ma- eaten by the bear, which I think they woke up mauled, though. Like, I their entrails so. came out. Yeah. But then they died with his princess. <laughs> And I understand why that got censored. They made an OVA of, um, spoiler alert, bear fucking, so... Yeah, if they could do it for bestiality, they, they could have done it for this one. And this arc is amazing. It's so hilarious. And there's a lot of action. I don't know, like, oh no, are we gonna survive? Is the bear gonna maul us? And then it kind of, um, touches on the fact that, um, in the murder hotel, they bought a lot of bombs. But then, like, um, Sh- Shuaichi set it all off. I think he did it on purpose. So then, um, they're like, okay, we need more weapons now because Shuaichi's an idiot. So that's <laughs> how they kind of, like, try to get more weapons in the, um, Immortal Beast. Yeah, that was another confusing thing. They don't go over the bombs too much in the anime, but they do explain it more in the manga of why it's so important. And if you look at the thumbnail, we go into the arc that inspired what I got to be drawn in, which is the Edo Guy arc. That arc is insane. It's about meeting a man who likes to make... He's a taxidermist, so he makes normal animal taxidermies. He also likes to grave rob for fresh bodies and skin them and make them skins out of clothing. And he was so insane that he... I don't know if he killed his family, but he definitely taxidermied them and hears their voices until his lover Surumi comes and tells them, you don't have to be controlled by your quote-unquote family. Real fast, um, that wasn't technically his family. There were a bunch of people he um grave robbed, and his mom died of natural causes so, because there was a whole big moment of, I wish I shot you when you was alive. Wow. I don't remember this stuff. I remember too many things. I just remember the outfits that Edogai had. Well, most of them. And Tsurumi wants Edogai because they're making taxidermy shirts with the convict's maps on it. So he wants Edogai to make fake t-shirts to throw everyone all else off the, you know, track. And only Tsurumi would know which one's fake. Which, we're a bit into the manga. Not totally caught up with Japan, but I don't think it's the fake skins have played a huge role yet. Not yet, but I think it's a fail-safe. So if they ever collected all of Tsurumi's, um, shirts right then they would be F because they wouldn't know what's real and fake so that's why um in the 
anime and manga, both of them, they would kind of like forget the shirts. We're going straight to a shepherd's father. Ooh, I see. Yeah, because they're like, we'll never figure out this cold. Oh, okay. So then that's why it goes to this to the con artist art, which is only a manga only, but really the anime should have had this. Although I can also see why they took this one out, which is basically they needed to find someone who was good at being a grifter. Like he was able to change his face to look like other people. Well, in the manga, they needed someone to um really good at counterfeits so that way they could tell which shits was counterfeit. That's right. This is, I guess, the same thing. In the anime, they only needed someone that could change their face. Ah. Um, they go to this village They that they believe is an Ainu village, but they're like, well, we've been hearing rumors that the guy we're looking for is here. And they're like, nope. But when in actuality, all the Ainu men were killed, the prisoners pretend to be men, and I, we can assume what they do to the women. We don't talk about it, though, because that makes any sad. Yeah, but basically, Sugimoto totally just kills all the men except him, and just like, alright, you're working for us now. That's a brutal. That one gets very bloody. To be clear, there's two convicts in this arc. One that does the counterfeits that's being held there against their will. The other one is the master disguise. The counterfeiter dies in that arc, right? Yes, the counterfeiter um dies. Okay. He gets shot, I believe, but it's like by a stray bullet. And then they're like, oh, fuck, this might have been all for nothing. It's like, not for nothing. If you don't kill me, I can help you. But actually, no, I think they forced him to do it. There was that really funny scene where he tried to escape, but everyone's like, hey, what are you doing, asshole? <laughs> Oh, and then, then we get into the another manga only, which is, I don't know why these were introduced. It's about, um, two thieves. I think it's going back and forth with Surumi's squad. Because, really, the, um, Golden Kami does a really good job balancing their characters despite having a large cast. Yeah. So we just want to show that Surumi is a formidable foe when they're getting tattooed skins, like, you know, Surumi's not sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, this this arc was pretty cool. I don't know if it's have too much momentum or many arcs to talk not arcs, but scenes to talk about. A ship has um grandma got a baby. Which was glossed over in the anime. You see the baby in the anime. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. But uh you learned something new about the Ainu. And then as we have said before, we have now gone to what is going to be an OVA of Golden Kamui, the bestiality arc. Shinten Anahata. It's it's a lot to think that this is the one they choose to be in the OVA, but it's also the one that they could because you could almost put this one in the middle of any arc. This is the arc where a man has sex with animals and he got arrested for it. In the manga, they unfortunately put the blame on Aimatagi Tanagaki and that was very sad because he's very sexual to men only and increment. I didn't talk too much about increment, but um, it's definitely an arc to remember. We don't. Let's go to the next arc. The Blind Bandits. Now, now I know you're thinking. When do we get into Avatar territory? We did it. Shut up. This was a super gay. This entire arc, all the men was naked, and there's no naked females. How beautiful is that? To be fair though, this series only has two females, and they weren't going to do it for a Sherpa unless it's fairy tale. And Increment was not even in this arc, so she was in it for a little bit. She drowned. You're right, she is. Yeah, that's a. I don't know when this happened. There was an other scene uh, where, like, um, that's when Emika and Kiriaki kind of point fingers at each other, like the Spider-Man memes, like he's the one that killed your father. It's like, no, she's lying. 
annoying. I don't trust her like a bitch. Oh my god, that's that's. I think that's like the first scene in the anime where you really see Sugimoto like, I don't care which one of you are lying. We're doing this task, and if you betray me, I'll kill you. That is where the whole all that models. You betray me, I kill you. Oh, cause dead man. That like is interesting because um, Shueisha gets hit in the head with a dick twice. It's funny because the anime is like, oh, let's just make it dark and black and censorship. Manga does it too. But with a lot of innuendos. It's very funny. And the black is very sculpted, if you know what I mean. And it's just like, oh, maybe it's a mushroom. It's clearly not a mushroom. There's only like one mushroom there. And then there's one scene I don't know why this exists, where a Sherpa spread Sugimoto's butthole. <laughs> that might be only in the manga. No, I think it was in the anime. Gross. I know in the anime, the American version kind of censored um, a Sherpa looking at Sugimoto naked when he went after Nihei. Oh. Because in the manga, like, Sugimoto's like, A Sherpa, please don't look! But, like, in the um, anime for the dub, I believe he just, it was just glossed over. It's like, I'm going in! Guys, just read the manga. This one is definitely, the anime took out way too much. And the animation doesn't even make it that much better. Oh, the animation's good. Like, my academia, the animation's really good, so it makes all the scenes better, and the music is really beautiful, but... Yeah, but my academia also doesn't skip much. Yeah, that's true. They even put, like, the little background scenery character scenes. Yeah. So, Gorn Kamui is just, like, I don't know, maybe they put too much money in animation so they yeah, had to cut 3D a bear. that 3d bear is terrible and then we get to the last arc of the season two which is you know breaking out a sherpa's father from abishiri prison assuming he's the dad but okay, yeah. we, we gloss over this so a man like stole all the ainu gold and he made a map to the ainu gold but we didn't talk about how they skinned this poor motherfucker's face off and then um cut his achilles tendon yeah, so he couldn't walk. It's basically a man who can't, like, really stand on his feet because he can't control that, um, ankle muscles. So no spuapu means no face. And that's how you kind of, like, that's how they kind of say why you don't know if this is a stripper's father. It's because his face got fucking cut off. Yeah, and this was a good arc to end the anime with because it's, like, Sugimoto and the Sherpa get separated. Ogata's on a different side. Inkermit gets shot. Surumi is, like, now he's in the picture with Sugimoto. This arc is good because all three teams of the three-sided war comes together and then after this arc, you see the teams again and they literally all jumbled. Yeah. Like, Sugimoto Sugimoto and Sherpa has been together since day one, and now they're apart. And Sugimoto is going to kill whoever separated them. Which he knows part of it is Ogata, so he's going to definitely kill Ogata. I don't think he knows it about Kiyoranke's teaming up with Ogata. I don't think so. So it's just, Golden Kami is so beautiful. Like, there's a lot of moving parts, but it's you can appreciate it. Like, nothing came out of left field. <laughs> Fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, it's all contained. You know what's supposed to happen, you just don't expect the things that they throw at you. And I cannot iterate enough. All the characters are so lovable. Like, there's not a single character in Golden Kamui where um, I hate them. Wow, that's actually very surprising for Annie to say that. To be fair, a lot of times I hate female characters because they're written by men who doesn't who never met a female in their life. Or something. Something. And <laughs> then but cause like you know like all the like they're all quirky but really fun like I would akin it kind of like the One Piece crew Ooh. where they all have like their own little special quirk but it doesn't get overdone yeah and then when they're friends they really do like good banters with each other and I think Sugimoto is such a well done main character just because like the anime took it all out but he has a lot of PTSD from the war but he also has like cute soft sides when like he looks at the first spring flower with Shiraishi which is surprising because he's a also 
also a protagonist that doesn't have a lot in this. Yes. But he's so well thought out and he's so involved. And it's kind of weird because the Shepard's the more typical main character of like, you know, my father was related to this somehow. This is my whole people's livelihood could be dependent on this or honor, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you can't tell, we, we really love this series. It's definitely like some mangas, we buy it and then we kind of put it on hold. But this one, we're like, buy it, go straight home, read it in one sitting. Yeah, I think only Case Clothes and um, Golden Comedy has that um, award. As of right now, anyways. As of right now, yeah. We read Dr. Stone live on um, Shonen Jump. Yeah. But, like, we don't buy it and immediately take it home and read it. Because we kind of read it already. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening with us. And I hope you had fun. Untitled. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.